श्रीला गुरुदेव की जय श्रीमन महाप्रभु की जय श्री हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जय श्री श्री दौजी गोपाल जी की जय अंतरा श्रीमद भागवतन की जय श्री बनुगीत की जय घोर भक्तवृंद की जय घोर प्रमानंद हरि हरि ओकम last class so we will make a brief recap of what we saw some days ago where we studied verse number 7 once as the first verse of the venu gita the first verse where the gopis officially are pronouncing their song so very nice verse a very well known one akshambantam palam idam naparam vidamam and so on so basically the gopis they are saying oh friends speaking to one another those eyes that see the beautiful faces of the songs of nanda maharaj are really fortunate mm-hmm. certainly fortunate mm-hmm. and then they describe the again repeat that scene that they are visualizing in samadhi they are entering the forest surrounded by the friends with the cows in front of them holding their fruit to their mouths and glancingly glancing lovingly to the inhabitants of raj so and they conclude for those who have eyes there is no higher perfection apart from this one this is the, the ultimate object of vision the ultimate purpose of for the creator to have designed what we call eyes basically <laughs> so mm, we mentioned that these different verses that will constitute the venu gita according to samacharas are sung by different gopis according to samacharas are sung by all the gopis at the same time in unison and according to samacharya sarsang different groups of verses by different groups of gopis so we will find some diversity of opinion there as as usual <laughs> so it's a good way of conceiving different possibilities in, in such a realm so in this verse as, you, as we already mentioned the gopis are including shri baladev prabhu in the equation not so much because they are romantically attracted towards towards balaram and not at least not these gopis in particular we know that there are some gopis that they, that, that will express that type of as gurmash will say they have a crush on him right <laughs> but in this particular case the gopis who are singing these verses according to our acharyas are all of them one pointedly attracted towards krishna so why they are including baladev here well as a way of uh, concealing their inner mood again we have to bear always in mind the mood of the people who is speaking gopis parakya bab the tendency of being a gopi and being in parakya bab is to hide abahita bab to conceal their bhav because it's it's clandestine it's forbidden in, according to the social dynamics of the lila so okay let's see <clears throat> so they will use parokshabad no, in direct speech and including baladev prabhu who is the elder brother in his, in whose presence nothing nothing illegal can happen basically <laughs> so the gopis invoke him to to guarantee whatever we are saying is is in the legal parameters of of raj and social dynamics and so on but again it's a way of taking if someone else is is hearing them they will they, they cannot say anything because oh they are glorifying krishna balaram who does not glorify krishna balaram in the whole branch everyone is will agree with what the gopis are saying here in a general meaning in a general level this verse can be applicable to every inhabitant of vrindavan everyone will say yes krishna balaram are the perfect objects for vision very nice gopis very nice song <laughs> but actually the gopis are have another idea in mind again they are Baladat Balaram is serving somehow by being invoked in this verse is facilitating the gopis expression of parakya as in some other cases as we know how Baladev indirectly hmm, is nonetheless assisting hmm, Sri Krishna in his in his Madhurya uh, section department if you will no? so there was one general meaning another more specific meaning as we mentioned will be like 
a gopi like Radha or some other gopi who have direct connection with Krishna, Sambhugetsumai will express invoking Baladeva but pointing to Krishna and centering on his face and his, and his lotus lips and so on. So some gopi from that group may express that verse. You know, some gopi who has aspire for direct direct connection with Trihari. And we also shared that the verse could have a la- another layer of meaning applicable to the manjaris, who are Sri Radha's uh, maidservants, who do not uh, hanker for direct union with Krishna, but hanker for direct union between Krishna and their Swamini, their Ishwari, Sri Radha. So they will... We, and we explain how the term Brajesa Sutayo, which generally means the sons of the kings of Raj, can, apply, can be applicable to Radha and Krishna because there are two kings in Braj, Rishubhanu Raj, Nanda Maharaj, so their sons is one son, one daughter. We explain how the Sanskrit lends itself to that. And the Pashun, the animals that are there, are the animals that they are drawing into each other's faces and so on. The friends that are accompanying have to do with the Manjuris, it could be the Priyanarma Sakas, friends of the same age, by Asya. And we conclude the same, but how do we explain that it is say they are playing their flutes? And we share this Lila where Sri Radha starts to compete with Krishna playing flute and Krishna tries to play better and Radha tries to play better. And at one point the two of them are playing and playing and playing till Sri Radha gets the final prize and Krishna's flute is who knows where. But his fingers keep moving and he's whistling, thinking he's playing, but he's totally mesmerized But what's coming from Radha's lips from Radha's sound. Some other day we will speak also how Radha defeats Krishna musically with her bina also. That's another department or, or, or with her uncle bells. There are different ways in which the Acharyas always establish the superiority in that transcendental sense of Sri Radha, even in connection to such a glorious thing as, as the flute. <laughs> but well, some ideas regarding what we saw Last class, so today we will go to verse number 8. I think you, you have the verse with you. So again, Krishna and Balaram will be invoked in this verse by the gopis, again with some similar purpose in mind, trying to have the Mariat Purush, the, the person who looks after for Krishna's proper decorum behavior in his life, Baladev Prabhu, as a way of distracting the attention of the masses so the gopis can direct their, their actual bhava towards Krishna. So again, there will be described the two of them and how splendidly they appear amongst the Sakhas, among the Gopas. Which is, this is a very similar stage over and over again. Krishna and Balaram, forest, cows, Sakhas, because it's that particular moment that they are Purban Lila, Gocharana Lila, that the Gopas are, are visualizing in, in Samadhi, in trance. So let's go with the, with the Sanskrits first. All of us, we can go. Remember, the meter is always the same. Basam Tila. Where is the flute, Murli? <laughs> For the next one, please. Chuta Pravala Barhastavaka Kutpalabja Mala Nuprikta Paridhana Vichitra Vesha Madhe Vireja Turalampashupala Goshtyam Rangi So, you may recognize some words from previous verses like Pasu or Natavaro and, and so on. But let's go with, with the, the translation first. It says like this <clears throat> Dressed in a charming variety of garments upon which their garlands, garlands rest and decorating themselves with peacock feathers, lotuses, lilies, newly grown mango sprouts, and clusters of flower buds, Krishna and Balaram shine forth magnificently among the assembly of cowherd boys. They look just like the best of dancers, appearing on a dramatic stage, and sometimes they sing. See Krishna Balaram <laughs> So again, every word has very deep meaning. It's not just sometimes they, they sing. Oh yes, sometimes they sing, and sometimes they don't sing. We 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 should be careful always to never take <laughs> the verses of the Bhagavatam as, as as what they appear to be lit directly only. Oh yes, sometimes they sing. I, I also sometimes sing. It's not only that. <laughs> we will see. And with every section of the verses, there are 
imply again the, especially the gopis speaking gopis again is indirect speech which means it's not what it seems to be it's what it seems to be on some level but it's more and more and more so this again like the previous verse are very nice mantras that again someone with an affinity towards madhurya bhav can can involve were offering pranam to balad balar bal krishna but also someone with affinity towards sakya bhav can also use them in in their own mood in their own affinity because very clearly they are they are offering pranam to both also that can be understood according to the particular bhava of each devotee so that's the magic of these verses also it's not like oh this is only can be recited for the people of this group you cannot sorry no no it, it lends itself to to the bhava of each particular group and they, they are very very specific like again mantra mayupashana very nice depictions like still pictures of these eternal moments of the lila so there's serious as deep meditation so let's go in the word by word so we can also learn some some new sanskrit terms today so the first line say chitra pravala baraha stavakot palabja so it first comes a list of of the different ornaments that are accompanying krishna balani particular description in this verse some of them repeated So chutta pravala to begin with. Chutta pravala means like young sprouts from a mango tree. No, this the sprouts just first blossoms of the mango tree. They are using them for decoration. We will see that first they begin by the head section, and gradually it goes up to down. So chutta pravala barha. What does it mean barha? Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> Peacock feather also in this, of course, in this case, no. But yeah, you could name peacock as well. So barha again refers to peacock feather. So young buds of mango trees, peacock feather. Then have then have stavaka. Here you have sandhi, which in Sanskrit means like more than one word are all put together, but separate they are different words. So first stavaka, which means clusters of flowers, different flowers. Apart from the garland, here we are in the head section. <laughs> so each part is again, it's a whole meditation. Actually, you know, you can. I mean, there are many stories like that. You no, know? like for example, one one disciple went to his guru and he was meditating in the decoration. In this case of, of, of Sri Mati Radharani, he was assisting in, in deep meditation in his meditational spiritual conceived body. And he was like decorating the the, the feet of Sri Radha. And he was like a good time doing that. So, like when he realized, like maybe I don't know, six, seven hours passed. So he was supposed to do the whole shringa, the whole decoration, but he just started with the feet and lost and found there. <laughs> so he was he was kind of like dejected, like discouraged. And his guru said, "Why, why, why do you have that face today?" I say because I, I was not able to complete my my seva. I failed. Why? He say why? Because I, while I was meditating in decorating the lotus feet of our Swamini, he said to his guru, I became so captured in that scene, in, in all the details and all that could be offered in that particular spot, in infinite possibilities. I became so enchanted by all that came from that. The day, the whole day passed, and I was not able to do anything else. So his guru started to cry you know, and say, "Oh, you failure in your service! <laughs> well, your service has reached success finally." You know? That's the type of symptoms that you have reached the goal. <laughs> so the same can apply, of course, in this type of description. You are decorating the head. There are so many things. It's a whole universe, a whole portal of service for eternal possibilities. Eternal. It's not like. Oh yeah, let's head here. Put the turban, put the peacock feather. Yeah, something. Let's go to the. Eventually, as we mature in our service, you we will start to realize. I mean, every single spot is fully alive here. Every single ingredient of paraphernalia of service, all is alive and all is dynamic and all is infinite. So, I can I can just be doing this for eternity, and that's why we hear sometimes. No, Bhakti Nautakur is offer comfort, preparing comfort for comfort, offering comfort lamps forever. Mm. <laughs> of course, it's not that he does not do anything else, <laughs> but that's his main service for eternity. And we may feel like, oh, 
What if I ask you, can you prepare camp for lamb? Yeah, no, no problem. Eight hours just today. Eight hours, eight hours, okay. And then the day, next day, you are like, okay, today some rest or whatever, puja. Come for lamp again? What do you think? Eight hours. No, ten maybe, actually. We need a little bit more comfort today. And next day, 16 hours, come for lamp? No. By the fourth day, I mean, you burn yourself in a comfort pile. You enter there and... <laughs> but, but as much as we start to really get a taste for Seba and understand the nature of, of possibilities in that realm, I mean, there are no obstacles. Because the obstacles are in our own mind, basically. So, going back. Uh, cluster of flowers. Stavaka. Utpala. Utpala means like water lilies. Another type of specific flowers. And abja, all in one word, as you can see in the verse. Abja means lotuses. In this case, referring to, the, they call land, land lotuses. Specific flowers. So again, the flowers describe a very specific, so it serves for this type of meditation, visualization. Water lilies, lotuses, a cluster of flowers, peacock feather, young sprouts of mango tree. And then mala, second line. Mala means, another word we already saw, by Jayanti Malam. Garland. So there's a garland apart from all the things happening as head and ears, as we will see. Then anuprikta. Anuprikta means touched. And paridhana means their garments. So their garments are being touched, if you will. In this case, refer mostly with the to the to the garland, but of course, all the other ornaments are there. Vichitra Vesho, then Vichitra Vesho, very nice expression. We will see. Vesho means uh, like dress, like being dressed, and Vichitra many things, but one of them is with great variety. So they are dressed in great variety. The, the, the outfits have different colors and they are very detailed. It's not just one piece, piece of cloth like like this one. <laughs> but they are ornamented in very... like like, like, like that one. <laughs> With different details and, and ornaments and so on. So, Bichitra Vision. Then the third line says, Madhye Bireja Tura Lampa Shupala Gosham. So, Madhye means in the midst, like Madhya, in the middle, in the midst, Madhye, Birejatur. Birejatur means, it's a plural, so it refers to the two of them, it's dual to um, Krishna Balaram. In Sanskrit, interestingly, you have your singular, you have plural, and you have dual. You don't have that in, in other, we use in English singular and plural, but they have dual that only refers to two. <laughs> so this is clickable here. So, the two of them were resplendent in a special way. Again, this verse is not saying Krishna Balaram in any moment. But, again, imply meaning. <laughs> and connected to the previous verse where they were mentioned, the sons of the kings of Braj. Which can be, again, on one level applicable to Krishna Balaram, as we mentioned. So, they were resplendent in a special way. So, every, every day is special, but today seems especially special. Alam. Alam, to further add to the whole equation, means exceedingly. If, if, if the especially special is not enough, exceedingly. Exceedingly nicely decorated, attractive. Pashupala Goshtyam. Pashupala means what? What's Pashu? Animals. Animals, yes. In this case, more applicable to the cows, but Pala means... Mm -hmm. So the protectors of animals are the word of saying coward boys, basically. Mm -hmm. And Gostium, what does it mean, Gostium? Gosti. It's a Gosti. Gostium. Yeah, like assembly, like group. No? So with the assembly of Gopas, basically. And last line, Rangi Jata Natabaru Kocha Gayamanu. So Rangi means stage, in this case, mm -hmm. on a stage. Yata mm -hmm. means just us. Like, just like, and Natavara, that one we also saw already. You remember? Natavara, Bapu Karnayu Karnay Karam. I won't say it. Excellent dancer. Uh huh. Topmost dancer. Because excellent is almost there. The excellent of excellent, yeah. So Natavara, the two most excellent dancers. Natavaru. Baru is again not referring to only one. 
and Kwacha Gayamano. So they resemble like the two best dancers on stage and Kwacha Mano. Kwacha means sometimes and Gayamano means they, while, while singing. Gayanti has to do with singing. Gaya. Gayatri. Gaya means song. So we, we, we see how the roots of the words go in different directions. So Gayamano means while singing. So indicates like present. Uh, how do you say in English? Present continuous verbs? I don't know. You know better than me. Indicating something that is going at that precise moment. Hmm? So sometimes, sometimes they sing. Hmm? So let's try to unfold a little bit the, the verse. <clears throat> so again, as we mentioned, the gopis. <clears throat> till now have not been able to I mean they have been able to conceal their their song if you will they are singing but somehow or other they have been able still the, the pressure cooker that we mentioned it still the whistles are coming but the very first like small still in very in direct way no? in this in the way in the sense of they are not overtly declaring what's going on in their hearts clearly like for example we will see next verse well the name of krishna appears directly for the first time damodar till now it's just like the songs of the kings of raj and indirect speech abahita bab so again they are trying to conceal their bab that's the nature gopi gupta trying to hide shyness laja but again in this verse, connecting to the previous one, they invoke the presence of Krishna Balaram and start to describe, continue describing their, their beautiful attributes. I found very, one very nice in this connection that I wanted to share and to read quickly. There is one very nice pranam mantra, very similar to this one, from quoted in, 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 in Sri Priya Bhaktira Sarnava. Very nice book for those with affinity towards friendship, friendly mood towards Krishna. Prayavaktira Sarnava by Nayanananda Thakur. And there is one Sanskrit verse there from unknown authorship, basically. But it's very similar, very nice. So I will read it quickly, if someone would like it. Again, it's, they are very nice, like pranam mantras through which one can meditate on Krishna, Balaram, Manofar, pranam to them, and so on. So he says, so I won't go word by word again, that will be too much. <laughs> so I just repeat the translation as it appears in, in Prayobhaktira Sarnam's English edition. And remember, it will be in the way of that the name of the main characters appear just in the last part of the, of the verse. Here they are doing like that, because in the original, as you hear, it says, Ramakrishna Natosmi, end of the verse. And at the end, just says Ramakrishna. So... It will begin the translation. In this case, they translate in this way. Only you will hear who the verse is about at the end. The pair of complexions, like a rain cloud and the moon, the pair dressed as cowherds, the pair of youths, the pair, pair? Yeah. engaged in sporting with the assembly of their friends, the pair who are lords of Raj, the pair whose dress eclipses that of the best of dancers, the pair fond of wearing blue and yellow garments, but, you, but this time you get the riddle already, who they're speaking about, maybe. The pair who are the source of all living entities in the universe, I bow to that pair known as Ramakrishna. Sri <laughs> Ram Govinda Jikija. So again, similar pronoun mantras who describe the, the defining, as we mentioned, attributes of this yugal, this second divine couple of Raj for those in Sakyabha. So let's share some of the words uh, that our great Acharya's commentators have revealed in connection to this verse. Let me begin with 
Sri Vishwanachakvarti path, who always typically very nicely inserts some in between situations inside the verse, some background history to why this verse is being spoken. So he will present the conversation among two gopis. So first gopi will say, according to Sri Vishwanath, which again, all of this, Vishwanath Chakavarta, Kursanathan Goswami, Jiva Goswami, they are there, basically. <laughs> they are manjaris in their Siddha Swarup. So they are being part of those lilas themselves. So that's how naturally they can tell you. Because you can say, but how do you know that this gopi is saying this and this say that and that's why this verse is being spoken? How, where that came from? Of course, they are humble. They won't say, well, I'm there. <laughs> I was there. I heard the whole thing and I'm just sharing. <laughs> I may be one of the the participants of, who are speaking there. But, but basically that's the, the conception that we have. Vishwanath Chakravarta, Kursanatha Goswami, Jiva Goswami, all of them are eternal participants in this type of exchanges. So very fortunate to receive such information, try to imagine, and information which invokes deep transformation. So Vishwanath visualizes, if you will, or sees just next to him, and he sees that's where one gopi saying to another. One gopi saying, well, because Krishna is with Baladev, our motive is going, in going, will not be fulfilled. Remember that in the previous verse, he gave this background that one gopi said to other, let's go, let's join them, let's join the flute, let's run after that. Like, they were given, like, support to each other, like, Let's follow the clarion call. So in continuation with that, in this next verse, one gopi will say, but Krishna is with Balaram. Again, remember, he's the elder brother. He represents a, a form of Batsalya in that sense. And in that sense, Batsalya is enemy with Madhurya. In that sense, try to understand. The presence of, of a Batsalya figure in, inhibits the expression of Madhurya. It makes it shrink, you say, shrink. So in that sense, one gopi says, Krishna is with Baladev. So our motive in going will not be fulfilled. Imagine all the gopis running after Krishna and Balaram is there. Like, What's going on? <laughs> so the second gopi replied to this proposal, Oh foolish one, don't worry. Krishna will look at us and his eyebrows will beg for our love. At that time, our regard for public opinion, self-control, and all other restrictions will disappear. Come on, Saki, let us go see him at once. Then we will see, just see what happens. <laughs> no? Like no consequences, no filter. Like let's just go and let's see what happens. <laughs> Again, on the basis of Prem. We, we may think in those same terms on this, on this platform. Oh, let's just follow what we feel and see what happens. And generally, that's a disaster. How it ends. No. Let's follow my intuition and let's do what I feel. And generally, it's what my mind is dictating and my material scars are controlling. In this, I will just follow the flow. Okay. <laughs> how much control is your mind? Which flow? Which is the flow that is taking you? No? But in this case, the flow is prem. The current, the dhara is is prem. So they can say this. So basically they're saying, yeah, it's Balaram, but Balaram is there, but just let's go and let's see what happens. Of course, we know that that never happens actually in that way. You, know? you, you never hear that Krishna's with Balaram and the gopis just ran after Krishna. Oh, Baladev, no. But, but this is, all this is depicting their disposition. I mean, they are ready for, for risking it all. And not only in, re in regards to Baladev, every single day is a one risk after another. Manjatila, Kutila, all the elders, all the society, all Vrindavan, trying to meet Krishna. In the dead of the night, which is not so risky, still quite risky, also from other sides, entering to the jungle, wild animals, serpents, and so many things, and probably just... But then, eventually, in the unfolding of the Lila, meeting Krishna, the midday, all the branches are walking, all the dynamics of the day are... Everyone is there, and somehow they have to be successful every single day for eternity. <laughs> and it works. Dugamaya <laughs> is always making arrangements there. So this second gopi say, 
just let's go and see what happens. So the first Saki again, which is a little bit more like hesitant, says, oh no, that is not possible. I can never go in front of him when Daoji is there. So this shows the, 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 the psychology of the Lile. And not only that, Saki, our husbands, fathers-in-law, and other relatives will stop us. And the village elders will throw sarcastic and caustic comments at us. So those are all the daily filters, if you will. I feel it is not proper for us to go. So Vishwanachakwartakur says, on hearing this, the second Saki composes this verse in order to convince her friend to go with her. <laughs> so that's like the background Vishwanachakwartakur is giving. Why this verse? Of course, there are different ways of approaching, but this one of them. So, so she's tempting her like by describing more in further detail than the previous verse. Krishna, Balaram, and Krishna, but mostly Krishna again. The details of that. Again, the, the beauty of each one of their ornaments are described in detail. There are mainly, Jiva Goswami mentioned there are six ornaments described in this verse. And again, as we mentioned, it came, it, they come from Top of top of the head to towards lower parts of the body. So the first one was, do you remember? For those who took notes, hmm? the mango buds, hmm? soft mango bud, new mango buds hmm? on the head. All this is the turban uh, region, if you will. New mango buds. Then second, peacock feather. What? <laughs> yeah. That's the second one. Also, we know where the peak of feather is. And third, clusters of flowers. These three were on the top of the head, Jiva Goswami says, of Krishna. On the turban, in the head, different decorations with mango buds, peak of feathers, and different flowers, clusters of flowers. So then, from head we go to Karnayo, the years. Then it's described water lily. The water lily was on both ears. One water lily here, another water lily here. In this case, he has one in each ear. We hear different descriptions of this. And then from the ears, we go to the hands. He has, which is the fifth one, a lotus. But this is a play lotus. Maybe you have heard that. Many times this expression is in Shastra Krishna, or rather sometimes they have a play lotus in one of their hands. And they have the, the lotus, and they are like, how do you say, twirling? Twirling. Twirling. <laughs> twirling, in the right hand, in this case, it is described. Twirling, like walking. and, and like, It's sometimes described as a sign of aristocracy. And Krishna is a prince. Huh? So he's the son of the king of Rajas. So he's walking with the lotus and twirling it and smelling here and there. and Like someone very aristocratic. Mm. Okay. So again, for the gopis, each one of these details is like total absorption. I mean, they can remain meditating on each one of details forever. It's not that what else, but they can just get stuck and, okay... Another. So, and, and, and finally to say that all those ingredients, head, ears, and hand, combine in a very incredible way with the garland, which extended along the whole, from the neck to the chest, basically. Mala, remember, that's the sixth ornament. So they came in order again, head, ears, and hand, and then the whole of the chest. And in that connection, we have the quote, the, the phrase, Vichitra Besha. Again, Vichitra Besha. Besha means, remember? Besha. Cloth. Yeah. Besha means he get dressed. Right? It has to do more with the, with the verb. And Vichitra, what does it mean, Chitra? I mean, many meanings, but Chitra means color, one of the, the, the meanings. And Vichitra, B generally means like implies many, very, so very colorful, again, so they were dressed in a very colorful way, that's one meaning of Vichitra, and that there is variety, Vichitra, in how Krishna and Balaram are decorated, 
Uh, it's not just red from tip to toe, or, or just one type of red or one type of horn. Everything was variegated. Diversity is the spice of life. Like a rainbow, maybe? If you want. <laughs> He's having a vision here. So. And the song, and the song is the Chitra Shine. Like mm -hmm. We have the word with Chitra, very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, not every single day is the same, but the combinations are always Chitra. And generally, yeah, Yashoda or Rohini are at this time of their, their life start, still are being involved in the decoration. Very soon they will start, as, as Guru Mahesh will say to, I want to dress myself. No? Like when the kids are growing, it's like, okay, I can dress myself, man, no problem. You don't have to choose which t-shirt I will use today. Oh, this is the, I, this will, no, no, I want to use that one. The thorny one. No, no, this is the new one. No, I want the, the one with holes. No, it's not nice. <laughs> Whatever, no. So, Vichitra means, can be variegated, can mean colorful, so can refer, refer to color, can refer to variety. Or Vichitra also means, um, like, Adbhut, Chamatkar, like, astonishing. I mean, and all of them are true. There is variety, there is color, and there is astonishment, Chamatkar, which is, as, as, the, as the poets mentioned, that's the essence of Rasa. Rasa Sar Chamatkar. The essence of the experience of Rasa is a feeling of astonishment. In, in India, they have a nice play of words. Pan, you say pan? Pan. pan. Which is um, Namaskar e Chamatkar, they say. <laughs> now, that thing which includes Chamatkar is worthy of Namaskar. Like we offer our Namaskar. To chamatkar. No? Namaskar means offer namaste, offer pranam, dandava, to that which is astonishing. Something astonishing is worthy of our respect, basically. Our head to the ground. <laughs> so Bichitra Vesha has to do with that. No? The way they are dressed invokes this chamatkar. Of course, it's not that literally everyone in Brazil offering dandavas to Radha and Krishna, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's creating this, this feeling of astonishment and giving oneself. Mm. Namaskar basically means namaha, and namaha means na, ma, not me. You. Mm. Self-forgetfulness in divine love. Mm. Not this functional, this functional psychology, but self-forgetfulness in divine love. That's possible. <laughs> First there is self-sacrifice and there is self-forgetfulness. That's what we see in the gopis here. They are not thinking about themselves. They are not thinking about what, what can happen if they just run in the midst of the day, you know? They're forgetting about uh, the consequences. Hmm? <clears throat> then, what else? Kwachit, Madhye. Kwachit means sometimes. So we mentioned that the general meaning is Kwachit Gayamano. Sometimes they sing. No? Like implying that they do some other stuff also. No? And that's one level. But Sanatana Goswami connects Kwachit uh, sometimes with the word Madhya. Remember that the Sanskrit, something very nice in Sanskrit is that you don't need to have the words in a particular order. In English you need to have certain words in certain order because if not they make no sense whatsoever. But in Sanskrit all the words can be in, this, in, in any order, almost, <laughs> and they still make the same meaning if you know the language. So, so that also lends itself for for connecting one word with the other if you put it closer and it, it, it is qualifying the word that is next. If you put other word next, it's qualifying the other word. So that's how our commentators are drawing so many, so many meanings from one single word. Because this word can be connected with this will mean this. The same word connected with this other will mean... So this is what Sanatana Goswami is doing, for example, here. He says, Kwachit Gayamano, sometimes they sing, but Kwachit Madhye. He said, let's connect sometimes... Madhye, Madhye men, they are in the middle. So sometimes Krishna and Bala are in the middle of the Gopas, Mandali. No, Mandali means circle. Now the scene describes all the Gopas are going in circle to the, in the forest, and Krishna and Balaram are in the midst. But Sanatana Goswami says, Kwachit, sometimes they are in the middle. And he says, Why? Why sometimes and not always? Due to absorption in play. Because if you want to play with your friends, 
and you have to create some dynamic there. No, it's not like oh, we are going in the middle and we are having such fun and they are around. Sometimes chaos has to be invoked. No? Too much order, it's unbecoming in, in this case. <laughs> so due to absorption in place, sometimes they just run out of the middle and who knows where each of them end. No? So, so that's how Sanatana Goswami depicts the the Sakya Rasa side of, of this birth by the gopis, one of them. And then Alam, the word Alam, remember, means uh, exceedingly. Sanatan Goswami connects, uh, I, I will read it literally, what was the, the implication of exceedingly. He says, uh, the go he's paraphrasing the gopis who are speaking here. So try to follow the idea. He says, sometimes, one gopi said, or the gopi said, near both parents, or even near us, there is no excellence of such swagger, like ostentation, swagger, swagger, well, ostentation and arrogance, when they sing nor dance like that, due to inhibition in that situation. In other words, Krishna and Balaram play and sing, and as, as we'll see, they also sometimes show like arrogance, like, we are so good, such good singers, and such nice dancers, and they start to compete among their friends. You are nobody. You can, I mean, hear my singing, and they start like to. But the gopis are saying, saying, when they are next to their parents, they are not doing that because there is some inhibition in Batsaliba. I mean, if their friends are, you know, friends when they are playing among themselves, they are doing who knows what and saying who knows what. But if the parents come, it's like. They're like just waiting when they leave. Let's go. So it's, there is some inhibition, but and, and the gopis say even next to us, we are not witnessing that because of course, no, among Krishna with his friends is in, in certain absorption in Sakya Baba when the gopis are there is another form of inhibition if you want to call it that. No? Not to the point of calling Madhuri and Sakya enemies, <laughs> but that's some, there is some inhibition, of course. So the gopis are saying. Oh, they are singing in, and dancing in such a way. The gopis are seeing that through the eye of love in the distance. Remember, but that's that's not happening in front of their parents. That's not happening in front of, of us. So, like and somehow try to get the feeling, no? and, and we will see. In all these sections, the gopis basically are saying, "We like well, we will like so much to be there." I mean, he's having such a time all day long out in the forest with his friends, and we are stuck here at home. They are seeing all that in Samadhi, but they would like to be with Krishna 24-7. You know? So, And this is the very spirit of the Gopi Gita. They will be appreciating the situation of not only the Gopas, here is the Gopas, but we'll see every single inhabitant of Russia, they will appreciate their connection with Krishna and, 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 and long for that. And feel themselves, oh, we are so unfortunate, we don't have the fortune that that devotee has, that the tree has, that the river has, that the deer has, that the cow has, that the cow the birds, we, and actually they have the topmost love, but the nature of topmost love is feel, is to feel, I don't have any love. And all of them have love, as Guru Maharaj will say. No. Everyone has love for Krishna except for me. That's how the gopis think. In the neophyte stance, we will think, nobody has love for Krishna except for me. <laughs> so gradually we have to turn the equation to the other direction. In a natural way, not like forcing ourselves. Mahaprabhu was not making a show when he say, I say, me, there is not even the aroma of Prem. And he was showing the highest symptoms of Prem in the history of religious worlds. <laughs> but that's a paradox of, of, of Prem. Mm -hmm. the, more, the, the more you are advancing, the less you may feel you are moving. I remember once Thomas Merton gave that example. Thomas Merton, Kijai. <laughs> he said, like, like when you are on a plane, he said, the plane is just stop, about to to fly, and you feel this, the, the speed. Then the, the plane starts flying a little bit, and it starts to feel slower. <laughs> but it's going quicker. And when the plane is above the, the clouds, going at its maximum speed, I think a thousand kilometers, kilometers per hour, you feel, this is not moving. It's not moving. With the car, you can feel something like that also. If you are going like, I don't know, 100 kilometers for some minutes, it's like... <laughs> so it's paradoxical because 
you are advancing, you are going quicker than ever, but it feels like nothing is going on. <laughs> so some, that's how a way of we can understand why someone with the highest love will say, I don't have any friend. There's a place for that. Of course, there's a proper way to, to go with that. It's not that, okay, so there I will say, I don't have friend. So I have. No, it's not like this. <laughs> because we have these verses in Shastra. Those who say, they love me, they do not love me. Those who say, they don't love me, they love me. It's not, oh, okay, so I know what I have to say now. Uh, it's not like this. <laughs> so again, here, uh, Sanatan Goswami is paraphrasing the gopis, visualizing, oh, the gopas are doing all these nice things together, and the implication is, we cannot join in these moments. We, cannot, we have not joined Krishna any single moment yet. Remember, this is Purvara. So try to keep the, the, the type of separation in context. The gopis have not met Krishna at all yet. Not even once time to acknowledge their love. So mm. try to imagine. I mean, they are going crazy trying to meet Krishna for the first time. That's not happening. Everyone else is meeting Krishna all day long. For them, that's not happening. So how they see the environment in that condition? Baladevi Debushan describes the word alam exceedingly, saying that the gopas were exceedingly resplendent. And then he he says, this this is so, uh, this was even more so than their being resplendent in the village, inasmuch as there was no such singing or dancing owing to shyness. So the same thing. In the village, Krishna Bhara and the gopas, due to shyness, they are not dancing and singing and celebrating life as they are doing when they are in the forest. So that's, a, that's a particular moment for the expression of Sakya, and, and, and without restrictions, basically. There's nobody to, there's no elders to say, hey, calm down, what are you doing? What's the, come here, food is ready, go to bath, whatever, get a bath, they're just like, no? So they are described specifically, Krishna Balarama, Rangam Natavara, like the best dancers on stage. Huh? We can see them here now. The stage is there. Altar, Yoga Pith, like a scenario for perfection. And looking like, or like actors sometimes described, like actors on stage, or like dancers on stage. And of course, Lila is a dramatic performance, technically speaking. Hmm. No? On the basis, and, and there's a stage, as Guru Raj will say. Now you have a stage made of, of Saranagati. Mm-hmm. And, and on that on that ground, something so powerful as Lila can can be sustainable. Such Natavara, they are the king of dancers, but they are dancing in such a way that if you don't have a powerful foundation, the whole drama, the whole theater falls apart. <laughs> so first, you have to have foundation, Siddhanta foundation, and Saranagati foundation. The wood of the stage is made of Saranagati, if you will. <laughs> That's why the, the land can keep with that, keeps, can sustain such a drama. Hmm? And Jiva Goswami describes that by their example, Krishna, by the example, by this example of Krishna and Balarama looking so resplendent like dancers on stage, their dances and their being dedicated to having pleasure at will are implied. So that's their situation. They are having pleasure at will. Whatever they want, they are doing. That's happening. That's becoming true. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the word Gayamano for a while. And we are almost finishing. <clears throat> almost. <laughs> so Gayamano, remember, meant at least a general meaning while singing. Mm-hmm. We are speaking, they are depicted as dancers, as players, singers. Mm-hmm. So while singing has a deep meaning. Mm-hmm. So Gaya means to sing. So it is described that, that they were singing in a, in, in a full range. They were not just singing, as we may imagine. Because again, we hear they were singing, and we have our own reference point of what does it mean to sing. And that's all. But they are, they are described as singing like a full range of ascending and descending notes. Sometimes the Shastra is described, this is mostly described with Rasa Lila, but it can be applied, extended here, why not? And sometimes they sang in an eighth note, although they are seven. <laughs> That's how it's described by Kavi Karnapur and Rasa Lila. The gopis were with Krishna dancing and they were saying Sari Gama Padani and, and something else. An eighth note. Not the, the next Sa, but one more that wasn't known till that moment. <laughs> and all Gandharvas and, and, and Kinaras from heaven were like taking notes, like, okay, 
or that drug. I didn't. We don't know that drug and that no. What's that? No, I mean. <laughs> so somehow here the the gopas are also described. They are very expert in all the arts. You know, spontaneously, not necessarily they had to go to some school to learn how to sing and rag and a lap and so on, but. And they are singing Aroha, Baroha, no, ascending scale, descending scales, and jumping from one key to another. And yeah, Kavi Karnapur describes quite in detail all that. And Gamak and describes the strokes that they make in, Mrida, in the Mridanga and the different ragas that they are using. And it is said that especially Krishna and Balaram are depicted like singing in this very expert way in the circle of the Gopas. And Gaya Mano, Gaya means to sing. In Mano can mean also. To offer respect, mana. No? What does Mahaprabhu say? Manina, mana dena. So mana dena means to give respect. So mana means respect, can mean respect. So here Gaya mana means, while Krishna and Balan were singing in such a way, all the other gopas were offering respect to them. Respect in the context of their Sakyabhav, of course. <laughs> no. But we're like appreciating, we're saying sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. No? Sadhu means... In this case, like, excellent, bravo, bravo, excellent. Just if you go to India and you say something nice in a class, someone will say that, sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. And mostly like, bravo, bravo. Very, very true. Or also sometimes, gayamano, manaka means satisfied. So gayamano refers to Krishna and Balaram being satisfied with the singing of others, no? that were praising them. Remember, from verses back, we say, Gita Kirti. They entered the forest while the gopas were singing their glories, composing a spontaneous kirtan, glorifying Krishna Balaram, depicting their eyes. So Krishna Balaram with Gaya Mano, they were mana, they were satisfied by the songs that were composed for them. That's another meaning. Or mana can also mean pride. So that's what we mentioned before. And Krishna Balaram became proud of their singing. We sing so nicely. So there's place for pride. No, that, that's, that, this is when we get the full circle of Prakrita <laughs> version of reality with all the things that we are told to to dismiss as sadakas are ornaments in the realm of Baba. No? We will see. Like In the next verse we will see Sirada speaking a verse showing envy towards the flute. So we here we hear envy is the worst possible thing. And then we find in Golok like there's envy. But that's a sanctuary Baba something that is augmenting the main emotion. <clears throat> so so here Gayamano can mean Krishna and Balaram are proud of their singing and they like challenge their own friends. No? Like say, no one in the three worlds can sing like us basically and I'm pointing to their friends. Why you insignificant coward boys? No? Like us singing? Come, come. Let's let let come you let come and, and sing something. Let's see what you can sing. Of course, in the context of Sakyabha, you know, like friends playing, friends, friends like fighting with each other in, in that type of joking, bira rasa, if you will. Hmm? Hmm? Sila Jiva Goswami mentioned the Kwachit Gayamano. Sometimes they sing, but sometimes they sing. So they sometimes, Jiva Goswami said, it's because sometimes they start to dance and they get so absorbed in dancing that they forget to sing. Because I mean, they dance and sing. You can dance and sing also, but sometimes it implies considerable absorption in dancing. So you do require all your absorption in that particular direction. So sometimes that happens. Sometimes they only sing, they sing and dance, or they only dance. Different proportions of absorption, basically. And again, the gopis are seeing all this, and the only thing that comes to their mind is, we want to experience that. They are dancing. We want to dance with Krishna. <laughs> No, he's singing. We want to sing with. So all this is the, the building up to the Rasa Lila. Try to understand all this Madhurya section that starts here mostly, will reach momentum till exploding in the five chapters of the Rasa Lila, where Krishna is dancing, and singing with the gopis for an act of Brahma, <laughs> and satisfying all these desires that are burning in them more and more and more and more. <laughs> so. So they are describing all these verses. Again, they are appreciating, as we will see now, the, the fortune of the Gopas while hankering their own, in their own bhava to have that opportunity themselves. When we will be able to dance and sing and joke with Krishna and, 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 and run in the forest like he's... And all those same things, but of course, in the Madhurya bhava dynamics. 
Sanatan Goswami also connects sometimes the idea of dancing, the, of singing, sorry, Gayamano, with the playing of the flute. So Sanatan Goswami says, when, when here to say that they were singing very incredibly, so that's another way of, because remember, we are in the speaking about Benu Gita, so the flute is somehow always there. So Sanatan says, when actually here to say they were singing, it refers to the playing of the flute, which is a form of singing. I mean, it's the closest thing to to singing without any instrument, the closest, like, minimum filter to express what it comes straight from the flute represents that. No? And if you really know how to play the flute, it's like, I mean, you are singing, you are speaking, you are doing everything through that little piece of bamboo. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me share something that Gopal Shampu says, Shilajiva Goswami. He says, while glancing at Balaram, Krishna then began improvising on his flute, in this connection that the singing means playing the flute. So while glancing at Balaram, try to imagine the situation, Krishna then began improvising on his flute with amazing skill. Again, it's not that they are reading some script, okay, I have to play this raga now, it's just like creating ragas, creating notes, creating on the spot. <laughs> Kalanidhi, one name of Krishna. Kalanidhi means he's an ocean of arts. Nidhi means ocean and Kala means arts. So Krishna, that's one, one of the innumerable names of Krishna. Ocean of arts. Totally skillful. So Krishna then began improvising on his flute. He began singing on his flute with tremendous skill, increasing the beauty of the music at every moment. Oh, try to imagine something that is being played and becomes more and beautiful and more beautiful and more. And at one point you say, when will this finish? But it, it's never finishing and it's increasing its beauty. On the pretext of playing for only Balaram. So Krishna is doing all that as a personal offering. Again, on the pretext in the sense, remember, all this is converging in the years of the gopis in the village. All of them are receiving, oh, he's sending this message. Mm -hmm. But he's using Balaram, using in the good sense of the term Balaram again, to assist him as a bridge in his Madhurya experience. So he was playing for Balaram apparently, but all the gopis in the village became totally like captured by that sound, like feeling, this is for us. <laughs> so the point is, all these qualities that are mentioned in this verse, if you go one by one through them, all of them are exceedingly more attractive to the gopis in the distance. No? Like the different ornaments, like what Krishna is doing, like he's entering the forest, like he's playing, he's dancing. He's playing the flute. Like, it's like a crescendo of attraction that they are, are, are having this greed. We want to be there. We want that. <laughs> so each one of the attributes is growing exponentially in, in this direction. So let's finish with one more point, uh, which is based on something that Sridhar Swami says in his commentary. And he says that the gist, gist of this verse, basically, of the Gopis is, that the gopis through these verses are saying, how amazing is the cowherd's punya? Punya means like good fortune, basically in this case. So what what is the good fortune of the gopas? Sri Swami shares that perspective of the verse. They have such a good fortune, with a punya punya, basically. So let me read one section in that connection, where the gopis are speaking among themselves about the good fortune of the gopas. We already share some of these ideas, no? Remember that they prayed for being born as gopas, and in Gorlila they will be able to be some boys there and join Krishna Mahaprabhu every, every day, all day. So one Saki said to the other, oh Saki, the only lucky ones in Braj are the cowherd boys. <laughs> it's another way of saying, we are the only unfortunate ones. <laughs> But the only lucky ones in Braj are the cowherd boys. Whether at home or in the forest, they are always with Krishna, enjoying with Him in so many ways. They get to see Him all the time, dance and sing with Him. Again, in all this they are just saying, we want that, we, should, we want to. <laughs> and always touch His beautiful body. No? Remember the cowherds are always playing. I will touch Krishna first. No, I will touch Krishna first. And all these games they invoke implied the, the sense of touching among others. So the Gopsigar are projecting all the same versions of the Madhurya Rasa versions of all those experiences. 
for them. So they are having all these opportunities, but the Creator has given us birth as gopis. Again, Brahma starts to receive chastisement here, depriving us of this privilege. We are ladies, we cannot join him in that way. On top of that, we are wives from respectable families. Gopis are married. And thus we cannot see him to our heart's content. If we had been born as gopas instead of gopis, we could be with Krishna all the time and always see him. In this way, our lives will have been blessed. So again, this is the, the, the gist of the mood of the whole Bhagavad Gita. Gopis considering themselves, we are most unfortunate. And everyone else is more fortunate than us. What, and, and we will see in every single verse, the gopis will be kind of praying, we will want to be born as cows because they have this fortune. We want to be born as the Jamuna because it has this. We want to be born as the cloud because it's, according to who is the, the, the main character of each verse, the gopis will kind of express, oh, if we just, we will born. And this is higher than being gopis. Of course, at the same time, they are not, it's not that they are willing to abandon their bhava, the mood in which they feel for Krishna, but it's just how they are expressing that in their separation. So we will see this along the Venugita. And, and sometimes the Acharyas say that a, a, a connection, a possible connection will be regarding Sukadev Goswami, if, if he's being seen as someone attracted in the direction of Madhurya Bhav. Kishore may have another opinion in mind, but that's another thing. <laughs> so sometimes some Acharyas say that the heart of Sukadev Goswami, when he say, for example, Ahova Gimma, Ahova Gimna, Okrita Punja Punja, where he's appreciating specifically the good fortune of the Gopas, as Guru Mahas explained these days, the verse that ends with Krita Punya Punja, which is the extraordinary previous deeds that these Gopas did for being where they are. So it is said that Sukadev Goswami said that, but Samacharya will explain, okay, he became overwhelmed, like the Gopis are saying here, the Gopis in Gopi are saying, Krita Punja Punja, what did the Gopas say? We want to be the... So they say Sukadev Goswami was infused with Gopi Bhav here. So he was expressing in this connection, expressing the incredible good fortune of the Gopas hmm, with great hmm, exuberance. Well, like, wow, they are, they are the topmost. Not necessarily because he wants that. That's a way of saying, like the Gopis, they are saying the Gopas are the best. It's not that they are they want to leave Madhurya Bhav for Sakya Bhav. The Stai Bhav is Stai Bhav. But in, in the context of the situation, they cannot meet Krishna, the Gopas are all day long with Krishna, they project their Madhurya Bhava in, in that particular dynamic. So Samacharya said Sukadev Goswami he has expressed there is a place for, for reading in that possibility. So again, just to finish in this way, the Gopas mentioned this verse, invoking again Baladev as one of the main figures trying to conceal their Bhav. But again, their internal feelings are there. They are projecting everything towards whatever stage you put in front of them. You put the gopas, you put the will see the flute, you put anything. And they cannot but <laughs> project their particular Madhuri above. And the pressure cooker is starting to whistle louder and louder. <laughs> and, and it starts to become more and more apparent through their fa facial expressions and the eyes and the poses. And gradually more and more to what they are saying. Till now, through the words, they, are, they have been able to somehow conceal their bad. But we will see that not for too much long. <laughs> Next verse we will see tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Another famous verse tomorrow. Worthy of memorization. Very nice. Were spoken by Sri Radha, according to the Charya. So we will get to a very interesting one. And the gopis... The, 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 the in-between background between this verse and the other, again, in these two last verses, the gopis mention Krishna and Balaram, mention the gopas, mention the, the good fortune. Indirectly, again, they didn't even mention the name of any of them. But in the next verse, Sri Radha will invoke the name Dhamodar. No? Just the pressure cooker exploded. No? Like, I mean, let's be clear about this. <laughs> the, after those verses, they will try to hide it again. No? That's, that's how the dynamics of... <laughs> The Abahita Bab of the Gopis world. No? Like something they cannot they are not planning to explode, but it just overflows them and they're they're trying to just to put everything in order so nobody no, hide. They try to hide. But again, here we finished with the Gopis basically implying, oh, 
these Gopas are so fortunate, we would like to be born as Gopas. So it is said that at, at, at that point, one, some Gopis will suggest that, let's be born as Gopas, because the Gopas have no, this fortune, they are with Krishna, I don't know, like 12 hours a day, basically half a day for sure. And, and Shirada will say, no, 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 not as Gopas, let's be born as the flute. Shirad will suggest, in madness, in total divine madness. No? It's a particular proposal. Imagine if I tell you, would you like to be born as a flute? Let's see what we can... No? So Radha will say, let's be born as a flute. No? Because gopas are 12 hours a day, that's a nice standard, but flute is 24-7. No? And we want that. No? We, we want the fullest possible. No? <laughs> so let's, let's find out what the flute did in his past life what austerities did, which type of punya acquired to be where, where, where it is, in the lips of Damodar all day long. No? The gopis want that, that other Amrita, the nectar of the lips, <laughs> remember. Mm -hmm. So the gopis are, are thinking this, let's find what the flute did so we can do the same ourselves and we can attain such an extraordinary and permanent position next to Krishna's lips. So, so that, that will be the, the next verse tomorrow we will see. But today we stop here. Shri Shri Raji Gupal Ki Jai Shri La Gurudev Ki Jai Hari Nam Sankirtan Ki Jai Shri Man Mahaprabhu Ki Jai Grantara Shri Mad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Shri Benugita Ki Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrind Ki Jai Gaur Praman